Good evening, friends, and welcome to the Front Porch. Pastor Chris here with you, and uh, it is a blessing and joy to uh, to be with you tonight as we as we come together in the presence of Christ on this Wednesday evening. Good to have you with me. Good to see some of you saying hi, and uh, uh, blessings to all of you. You know, as we uh, as we come together tonight, and and this opportunity to join as we walk in faith in this life. I think it is uh, important to uh, recognize just uh, just one of the struggles that we all that we all truly face each and and every day. There is someone passing by. Um, you know, I watch the world events happening all around us, and I, and I'm often perplexed by certain things and how they take place and uh, and I know in the news here just recently uh, been a lot of discussion a lot of talk of, uh, of this young lady uh, on the Olympic team uh, Simone Biles who had to uh, had to step down due to mental uh, mental issues uh, she wasn't ready to compete at the Olympic level and and I applaud her I really truly do for recognizing uh, her uh, her personal struggles and how it may or may not affect her teammates and taking the responsibility onto herself regardless of what the world says and I applaud her and just pray for her each and every day and encourage you to do the same you know I, I think it, it, it goes to show to another issue that that we all face every day and that is that is sin uh, that is this this notion that we we have in our lives, and you know we 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 talk about and I touched on it a little bit last night about how you know, we all have this dilemma in our lives how we don't pour into our spiritual uh, souls on a daily basis, and when we look at the world and you know I, and I was thinking about her and the reaction, just the harsh reaction from so many on this decision. How could she let her team down? You know, why would she do that? You know, she, she was mature. She was strong, courageous even, to say, this is happening in my life and, and I'm going to do it. I need to do it. But yet the, the terrible reactions that have taken place is just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And folks would, would react out of such hatred. You know, they're just, they're just people. She's just a girl who's out there doing her best. And yet the world, in some folks' eyes, can condemn her. Now, a lot of people have come to uh, her defense and praise them for that. But with so many highly educated people in the world, it just boggles my mind that it's even an issue. But yet it's been something we've had for almost all of humanity. You go back uh, 60, 70 years to World War II, and you think, how could... How could a, a group, just a, a small handful of, of, of individuals do what they do and did what they did to the Jewish people, in fact, in the Holocaust, or uh, create wars with each other? And, and you know, the, the truth is, when there's battles between nations, it's it's between a few, not even a few, a lot, it, but people fall in line. And, and I guess to me, it's, it's, it's this in, inward disease, and that's why... Focusing on our spiritual souls is so important, so powerful. Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, it's out of our heart proceed evil thoughts. And, and you know, 
it comes down to it. I mean, the real struggle that's in us all. It's within our hearts and minds. And, and, the, and the disease, if you want to call it that, which creates all this pain and, and suffering and, and disillusionment, it's sin. It's, it's simply sin. It cripples anyone and everyone. Sin is, is never discriminatory. It, it, it's not economically based. It is, not, it, it is in every aspect of every person's life. But the thing it does the most is it messes up with the, the inner workings of our souls, the inner harmony of our souls. But it's what we all suffer from. Even even today, and, and I think what I witnessed over the last 24 hours for this young lady who's been attacked is that man, sin's still there, hasn't gone away. And, and that's the real problem. That's the real problem. And in Paul's letter, in, in Romans, in fact, he, um, he writes, it's an interesting letter in and of itself, but but he writes in verse 23 of the third chapter, he says, since all have fallen short of the glory of God. He says, for there's no, just before this, verse 22, the righteousness of God through the faith of Jesus for all who believe, for there is no distinction since all have sinned and fallen short. In other words, Paul says, every child of God that comes into this world because of the, the fall of man at the beginning, when, when Adam and Eve took that step, since then sin has existed in all of humanity. And, and so since all have sinned and since all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, we need something to carry us through, to, to get us over that. And then Paul alludes in verse 24, it is the one thing, it is God's grace as a gift through the through the redemption of Jesus Christ. In other words, Christ's atonement for our sins is what sets us free. It is through his blood and through his sacrifice that we are free. But we have to look at this, this I mean, I don't want to use the word deadly disease, but it is. Because it totally annihilates our souls, our spirits. There are, uh, there are five elements within Scripture that uh, define sin in our lives and in the world. Um, one is that sin is, is lawlessness. In other words, the Bible says in 1 John uh, chapter 3, it says the person who sins breaks God's laws, yet sin is living against God's law. In other words, God has set laws in place for us to follow, to live by. But yet it is, it is and only is that sin fights against that. So when we break God's commands or laws, then, then we have sinned. We're guilty of that sin. And, and because God put order and when we don't follow it, we sin. And the Bible talks about that uh, sin is, is a veering away from what is right it's it's within us and, and it's the inner motivations I think is the word I want 
that that pull us away from God over and over again. It, it, I like to really think about it. It, it, is, it is sin which in, incorporates corruption into our heart. First James, first James one uh, says, "People are tempted when their own evil desire leads them away." And I love this part: traps them. You see, sin traps us in a in a sense of perpetual circle of each time we go around, we get kind of further and further away from God, and it grows and it brings eventual death to us. It's all these wrongs in our lives. And then, and then the Bible talks about, and I, and I think this is the most truthful one, it's about missing the mark. I mean, plain and simple. It, it, it is missing the mark of what God has said. All, this is where Paul, I think, really touches on this in verse, verse 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, God makes it pretty simple for us to hit. It's not complicated. It's not hard. But yet sin... Sin is what forces us, makes it very capable for us to miss that mark of which God has set the standard God has laid out for us. Another is that sin is just simply the unbelief. Whenever we uh, look to God and say, I don't believe in what you're saying, I don't believe in, in you, then, well, then we've sinned. First John 4. Chapter 5, verse 10 says, Anyone who believes in the Son of God has the truth of God, yet anyone who does not believe makes God a liar because this person does not believe God. In other words, it is a true insult to God. True insult to God. It, it, it shuts the door, it shuts access to heaven and, and really swings wide open the door to hell rejects God and says that the further I am away from you, the better I am. That's what sin does. But yet you and I both know that's not what, that's not how we need to live our lives. And finally, the last is that, that when, when we sin, we remove God and place self in that territory. In other words, we, we say to ourselves, it is us who matters more than God. Our, our ego, our selfishness, our desires for our own, which equate to theft and murder. And I would think of all these forms of sin, it's probably the most destructive because it's probably the most... Um, underlooked if you will it's the sin that that when we are selfish we destroy the kingdom that's in us i mean think about it and look we're all guilty of this one we all want to do for ourselves we want to make our lives better for ourselves but and there's a fine line i think when we cross it from from being selfless to being selfish or to being normal and we have to, boy, we got to be careful. We've got, we've got to be careful. And this is what sin does. 
Now we know that when we sin, the, the penalty of the scripture tells us is death. And it's a spiritual death. So, so when we come to the end of our journey, our quest, we have nothing. It, it's, it's, it's a total loss. We're going to be lying on our deathbed and we're going to ask ourselves, you know, where am I going? And, and if we haven't repented of these sins, if this corruption hasn't left us, then, then we're just right there. We're, we're trapped in it and we can't get out. And then we, we think, am I going to go to heaven or hell? And we realize our sin cannot coexist with God. This, I like to think of it, this war that we have against God, this battle with God, we end up losing. We end up losing. Because we know how God wins. It is through his son, Jesus Christ, that which he has given for us, for the promise of eternal life. You see, God wants to save us from this sin this problem we have. If you want to find true personal peace, uh, that which God has been, I mean, so desperately trying to break through, it can only come from Him. You're not going to go find it in the world. You're not going to look at it in a book. You're not going to experience it on some magical island or some resort. No, it, it, it's only going to come from God. But that requires us to go to Him and say, Lord, here is my sin. This is the problem I wrestle with. Take this from me. And in turn, God will show you the way out and in turn will grant you eternal peace. It's a hard, I'll tell you, it, it, it's a hard thing for any of us to, to embrace. Because we have to be vulnerable. We have to be fully open to God. Thanks a lot for more if we can do it, friends. If we can step into that, I'll tell you what, the glory joy when we surround us. So how do we do that? We do it by embracing Him. Embracing what He gives to you. That this problem, the real true problem in your life, which is sin, can be washed away by the stones because of what Christ is in. It can be can be set apart from you to no longer control or, or, or hinder your life, but to, to, to be something that you can look back on and say, I gave it to God and he took it and that's in no more. You'll begin to find that which you quest for, which is the eternal happiness, a joy that surpasses all understanding. We must step into and oh, we must accept this grace that he gives to us. It's love that he has for you. Tonight, friends, as we as we take a moment to pray, we pray for 
I just want to pray for the hatred of the world that, that through it all, that we will celebrate the young minds, and young spirits that are around us, that we will share this gospel message of truth, love, and hope, that we'll find eternal peace. Will you pray with me? Lord of great joy, I come to you today from this front porch and ask that you just take away the hatred and the evil that is in the world and it's on display, Lord, at a time when, when the world should be at peace. This world should be celebrating each other. And yet, here we are. Here we are. So take hatred out of the lips of those who speak it and pour out your grace into them. Let them see and know your love. Let us all, Lord, be reminded of what it means to be centered on you, to experience and be touched by your grace. Our sin, Lord, is ours. We have to let it go. We only can do so by giving it to you. It's the only way it goes away. And so, Lord, we come to you with our sins, our transgressions, and we, we all, I hope, will lay it down at the altar and let go and let you carry and make a drastic change in our lives. For this is the gift you give to us. This is the gift of your Son, Jesus. So Lord, I, I give thanks for this gift. I give thanks for this joy and acknowledge that even in the midst of all that we struggle with, we're there with us all. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus, I Amen. Well, friends, as we, uh, as we look to go forth in this life, as we journey from place to place, moment to moment, west of that eternal happiness, may we know that part of our own struggle is the fact that, the fact that we're still wrestling with God, and we're still wrestling with our internal sins, and that one day it'll all go away, but until then, may you and I both find peace in Him. Continue to pray for those brothers and sisters of our own communities, wherever you are at, that battle illnesses, that battle struggles, that battle demons. Ask God to watch over them and watch over you when you are on family. And until we gather again in his holy presence, may you feel and know the love of Christ in your life. Thanks for stopping by the front porch. Until tomorrow, may God bless 